Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify and when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast on Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Millennial Mind. As you can see, we are in a new studio here and that's because every Sunday I'm going to be bringing you another video where it's just going to be me talking to you which is a little bit scary, but it's been something I wanted to do for a really long time and I have a new studio now, which means I'm here all the time. So every week, we'll still be doing our main podcast on a Tuesday. I have something special to share with you that's gonna be coming on a Thursday. And then these are sessions, which I think I'm gonna call Sunday sessions, where I'll be talking around a different topic or my favorite book or my favorite hack or something or the other. And I'll be sharing that with you. So today, we are going to be talking about why I started my podcast. And the reason I'm doing this video is because I get so many DMs of people saying, why did you start? How did you start? What did you do? I wanted to make a video today about why I actually started my podcast and what I did in the beginning stages to kind of start it off. If you're new to this channel, welcome. If you've been here for a while, thank you so much for all your support. But if you're not subscribed, please press the subscribe button. And if you like my videos, give this video a thumbs up. Okay, let's get into it. Why did I start my podcast? Now, a lot of people ask me, did I know that I wanted to do my podcast full time? Absolutely not. I never dreamed of being in the position that I'm in today. And so I wanted to share, you know, my journey from the beginning. And if you've watched some of my old videos, if you're an OG here, you already know the story because I've spoken about it so many times. But for those of you who are new and don't know my story, the reason I started my podcast was completely unintentional, if I'm completely honest. So let me tell you what happened. As you all know, well, you might not know, but I have an auntie called Rashma, and her name, full name is Rashma Sojani. Google her. She's the most amazing, incredible, inspiring woman who has literally inspired me to do everything that I'm doing right now. And when I say she's my auntie, I think people get confused here. They think, oh, you must see her all the time or, you know, she comes around for dinner all the time. She has always lived in America. She was born and raised there. And then, well, I think she was born there, I don't know. She was raised there. And so she came to the UK when I was probably like five or six. So I don't really, really remember her, but I met her once when I was really young. And then she was coming to the UK for her book launch, Brave Not Perfect. Now at this time, I was going through a bit of a breakup and I was in this mode of, you know, a bit of a whatever phase about life, but also really in the self-development phase, like really, really into the self-development phase. I was like watching all these videos online and I was watching people like Jay Shetty, Tom Bilyeu, Oprah, Lewis Howes, all of these people I was watching to kind of like get myself out of a rut. 
And then I was also in this phase of like, I don't really care, like whatever. It was weird. I was like in this weird phase. Anyway, my mum was like, why don't you come to lunch? Because we're going to her book launch and then she's going to take everyone out for lunch. And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I want to go. I don't really want to meet this random auntie. You know, when your parents ask you to go meet an auntie, you're just like, nah, it's not for me. Anyway, I was already in London, so I went. Now, when I went to this lunch, I have never seen a more powerful, engaging, strong, independent Indian woman. You know what I mean? I always see women being really dismissive and shy and really submissive. And she was just so radiant. Like, she just lit up the room. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, who is this? And then I actually did a bit of research and I realized, wow, okay, she's incredibly intelligent and incredibly influential. Anyway, so I arrived at this lunch, all my family were already there, and I met her and I was so blown away by her. I have never really seen an Indian woman be so confident and strong and just so... I don't know, her presence was very, very strong. And I feel very inspired by people who have a very strong presence. And so I remember looking at her and thinking, oh my God, she's so cool. Like, who is this woman? I can't believe she's my mom's cousin and I've never met her before. And so I ended up speaking to her for the majority of the lunch. It was really, really, really nice. And like I said, I was kind of in this self-development phase of my life. And so I felt that all the conversation we were having was around continuous improvement. It was around personal development. I was so intrigued by her book and all of the concepts that she had said in it. And I remember her saying, you know, bravery is like a muscle. You have to exercise it every day. It's not something that just comes naturally to you. It's not something that's easy, but it's something that you have to be really consistent with it. And that really spoke to me. I know a lot of people use that as an example now, but this was maybe like five years ago. And so I felt like at that time I was really drawn to her for some reason. Anyway, that evening she said, why don't you come to my book launch party with me? And I was, again, very apprehensive, but I went and I met all of these incredible journalists and all of these incredible women. And again, I was surrounded in a room full of incredible women who were not afraid to be who they were, really, really confident, so inspiring, and just so happy. Like they were just very, very happy in who they were. And I just felt this incredible energy in this room. I came away from that thinking, oh my God, I've just never seen an Indian woman like that. A lot of the women within my community, a lot of the people that I know that are kind of in that age bracket aren't really doing those things. And you know, they always say you can't be what you can't see. And I really truly believe that because after I saw her at that time, I thought that's who I wanna be. That's exactly who I wanna be. And so I went home that day feeling really, really inspired. And at that time I was living in Nottingham actually. I wasn't at uni, but I lived in Nottingham for two years for my work. We'll come to that another time. But I lived in Nottingham for two years and so I went back to Nottingham and I remember thinking, this woman is unbelievable. Now, again, I don't know if in life you believe in consequences, coincidences, but that summer was the first time I was ever going to New York and she actually lives there and she was there, which is a bit of a coincidence, but also I'm like, is it a coincidence? Was this meant to be? I don't know. As I was there, I said to her, please can I shadow you for one day? Because I'm so in awe of this woman. I want to be like her. I don't even know her that well. Yes, she's a relative, but you know, she wasn't like my close auntie that I see all the time. This is the second time I've ever met her. And so I said to her, please, when I come there, can I shadow you for a day? Now, bearing in mind, we're on a family holiday, but my parents could see how much I was obsessed with her and how much I loved her. And she was also very receptive and very warm to me. So, you know, when we went to her book launch event, the first thing she said to her publisher was, this is my niece, Shivani, she's gonna write her own book today. And so I felt that she was giving me a lot of positive encouragement, which I'd never kind of felt from anyone before in an industry, like a creative industry, because 
if you've known me, you know that I've said many times that in school I wasn't someone who was the most academic or the most bright. I mean, I didn't really get rubbish grades and I went to a really good university, but I was someone who really, really struggled. I absolutely was not the brightest in the class. I was someone who had to work really, really hard to really just get by. And so I felt that her not knowing any of that and just getting to know me, she was really encouraging me in ways that no one else had done before. And so again, I felt more gravitated towards her. And I guess my lesson here, by the way, is number one, don't be afraid to ask people to shadow them. Like, do not be afraid to say to them, please, can I come and spend the day with you? Please, can I get to know what you're doing? I'm really inspired by you. But because I did that, this is where I am today. So I'm going to go on and explain that. I feel like I've jumped the gun a bit. So anyway, I was in, on holiday with my family and I said, I'm going to go for, to spend the day with her. And they were like, yep, great. Do whatever you want. I went to her office and I was again, just like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. She was very organized, really engaged with her team. You know, it just had a really warm atmosphere. And then she said, I'm going to record a podcast. Now at this time in my life, if you remember before I said I was listening to Jay Shetty, Lewis House, Tom Bilyeu, if you watch their podcasts, even from the beginning, they had high, high, high production, you know, like 15 cameras, so many different camera angles, lights, crew, you know, decoration, everything was personalized. It was very, very, very different to, I guess, what you see podcasts looking like now even this podcast right now there's not high production there's one person me my camera and this mic you know that's it I'm obviously in a studio but if I was looking at those other people's podcasts they just have so much more behind it so I was watching those podcasts and then suddenly I go with Rashma into a room with no windows just one small room probably half the size of this room and she's there with her producer and she's just talking into the mic literally how I am right now she's just talking into the mic and I was looking at her thinking is this a podcast I'm like what I have never seen one like this and this is again you know we always believe we have to be the best when you start something when I started my podcast and I'll get on to that in a sec I really thought I had to be like Tom Bilyeu because in my head I was thinking there's millions of podcasts in the world. There was two million when I started, there's three million now. If I don't have a production like that, why would anyone want to watch mine? And it's very normal to feel that way. But anyway, again, I saw her recording a podcast, not in this high production environment, just her and her producer, and she was just talking into a mic. Now, watching her do that, I've always been somebody who's loved to talk about controversial things, loved to speak about things that no one wants to say, and I've loved engaging in debate and dialogue, I guess, um, and discussing other people's points of views. I find it really interesting. You know, if you speak to my family, they'll tell you when I go on holiday, I'm like, what should we discuss today? Like, what topic should we discuss? Because I feel that when you do that, you learn so much from other people's opinions. And when you do that, you're learning so much about yourself as well, what you love, what you don't love, what you are open minded to what you're actually closed minded to. And so I've always been someone who's basically loved talking. If you know me, you know, I love talking. So as I left that office, I remember saying to her, I want to start a podcast. And she was like, you should, of course, we went for dinner that evening with my whole family. And again, we just ended up speaking the whole time. My brother and my dad have a running joke that she was just talking to me because they were a bit like, is this a business meeting? But anyway, we basically spend that evening talking about my ideas. And then on the way home, I was speaking to my brother about it. And I was telling him, you know, I have this idea, I have this idea. And he was like, you should do it, you should do it. I came back to the UK. And that year, I was actually looking for a job. And that's when I went to go work at Atos, because I was working in Nottingham. And then in the summer, I actually got voluntary redundancy, and I went traveling. And anyway, at the end of my travels, New York was basically at the end of it. So then I had to find a job in London. So I spent the whole summer kind of focusing on my job, which I started then in September. So I found it very quickly, got into the job really quickly. 
And then I kind of forgot about the idea of the podcast in the sense that there was no urgency for me to do it. You know, I had an idea, I really enjoyed watching it, but now I set it into my job and I think, if you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, I want to start a podcast, I just want to tell you that there will always, always, always be a barrier. At that time, I remember thinking, let me set it into my job first and then I'll think about it. And it was actually only a year later that I released the podcast. But I remember when I was starting my job, I used to walk for 25 minutes in the morning from Houston to Holborn. And on that walk, I used to think of so many different ideas. I mean, a lot of my ideas have actually come from walking or running. And one of the days I remember thinking, okay, you know what? I'm actually going to do this podcast. I really believe that it's something I'm passionate about. I love talking. I feel like I'm having really, really powerful conversations with friends and other people at parties. So why don't I have this conversation? Essentially, what I did was really come up with an idea of what I wanted my podcast to be called and the topics that I wanted to talk about. And essentially, first, it was going to be called the Indian problem because I basically wanted to talk about all the problems that I'd had in my life um, being British Asian and then I realized that was really negative because there's also loads of benefits to that but anyway I pitched this idea to Mira Manik now I didn't know Mira Manik she by the time at the time was a published author like a really successful author she had a cafe in Soho called Chai by Mira she'd be releasing her chai and she was a well-known figure I mean she had a blue tick you know what I mean so for me to get her as my first guest I was very nervous and very scared to speak to her but I'm so grateful because I felt that when I spoke to her on the phone because I got her number through a friend of a friend and this is another lesson I want to kind of share as well is make sure you're utilizing your contacts of whoever you have in your handbook, whoever you have in your handbook, whoever you have in your contact book, just utilize it. You know, now so easy to be connected with people. I mean, you can just send someone a DM. But, you know, at that time I thought like, okay, I know somebody who knows her. So let me just ask him. And I did. And he connected us. I pitched my idea to her and she was like, absolutely great. Wonderful. I love this idea. Let's go ahead. And so I was really, 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 really excited. It was something for the first time that I felt I was doing completely by myself. And, you know, with this podcast, I've never taken any funding. I've never taken any investment. I basically used all the money I was earning in my full-time job to kind of fund and pay for this. And so, you know, in the beginning, you don't really need a lot. You know, I had a 50-pound microphone, a blue snowball. I had no lights. Absolutely not. I think I bought a tripod, but it didn't really work in the beginning. And essentially, I had to get membership to Libsyn at the time. I think that's what it's called. I started it on there. I now use Anchor. But at the time, I was using that. So it was very, very low cost. You know, it wasn't really a high cost podcast. And then I was using iMovie as my editing tool as well. So I wasn't even using Final Cut Pro. So it was very, very cheap to get it started. But essentially, it was something that I had thought of, I wanted to do. It was the first thing that I was really, really passionate about. So I was really, really, really excited. Essentially, the first conversation really proved exactly why I started this podcast, because I really wanted to have powerful conversations that were going to impact and change people's mindsets. One thing I'm going to caveat and tell you here, I recorded that podcast in January. I then found guests online. So Candice was my second guest and I basically found her online because I know I wanted to talk around the truth behind modeling. I was modeling at the time and I just felt it made me really insecure. It made me really feel unhappy at times. I was really comparing myself to other people. I was so, so, so conscious about my body, my hair, my skin, everything. I just felt so ugly because I just was comparing myself to all these incredible other women. 
And I just don't think that it was for me. I don't think that it matched my personality. I didn't really feel happy when I was doing it. It didn't really feel authentic, but it was an avenue I wanted to explore. And I'm happy I did do that. I love doing big campaigns, um, you know, ones that are really fun, you know, doing like really fun, cool things. But actually at the time I was doing a lot of Asian bridal modeling and I really, really, really didn't enjoy it looking back on it. And so I wanted to do something around that. And therefore I found someone online that was already talking about modeling and all of those different things. So Candice was my second person that I interviewed. Now bear in mind, I recorded with both Mira and Candice in person. I went to their house, I'm not joking, I took my 50 pound mic to Mira's, I borrowed my friend's camera and I balanced my camera on top of like eight books in her flat. And then I placed it literally like this. I was sitting here, she was sitting here and we had a conversation. And I'm not joking, I really, really, really believed that it was gonna come out like Tom Bilyeu. I had no idea about angles. I know that sounds ridiculous and stupid, but I thought that you could zoom in on the person and then switch the angle. I don't know why I thought that. Like, I, I have no idea. Please don't think I'm really ridiculous. But I really thought I was going to be able to do that. I thought I'd be able to do a zoom in lens. Um, my face from the side would look a little bit more like we were having a conversation. Like, if you watch the old impact theory, you'll see what I mean. And then I'll do the same with her. So I'd have three angles, but basically from one wide lens like this. I don't know what I was thinking. And this is my other lesson from this podcast as well. You don't have to know everything in the beginning. It really doesn't have to be the best and it really doesn't even have to be good, but you just have to start somewhere. And if you're watching this video and you're thinking, I really wanna start a podcast, I know exactly why I wanna do it, but I'm so scared and I'm so nervous. First of all, I just wanna say it's totally normal because everyone has self-doubt. Everyone has a feeling of imposter syndrome. Everyone thinks, will everyone laugh at me? I had all of those feelings. I had a full-time job that I just joined from Atos in September and in January I was recording these podcasts and I was thinking what if they find out what what will they think of me and then it had to take me a long time to really break that down and think nothing they don't care I'm doing a podcast I'm not exactly doing something around consulting or talking around the tech industry or digitization which is what I was doing with my work and even if I was it probably wouldn't even have been a big deal but essentially I think we can overthink everything so much because we're so fearful of starting but that is the best step I wish I wish I wish I started five years ago ten years ago I wish every single day I started sooner I don't wish every single day I quit my job sooner but I'll explain that in another video but I do wish I started my podcast at a much earlier stage because I just love what I'm doing now I mean I haven't been in the studio for almost two months and I'm the happiest person today because I'm finally here recording in my new studio talking to all of you because it genuinely makes me so happy it makes me so motivated it makes me feel incredibly lucky to do this every single day I didn't have a niche when I started my podcast I didn't have a particular idea or particular thing that I wanted to discuss I just knew I was having powerful conversations with my friends and therefore I wanted to share them with the world so if you look at my first season it's so varied I'm talking about entrepreneurship I'm talking about modeling I'm talking about rituals I'm talking around clothing I'm talking around different different brands and I felt that that is what I wanted to do at the time and I think in the beginning you feel you have to have it all figured out by the way if you look now, I still don't have a logo. I still don't have brand colors. I still don't have consistency in that sense. And that's because I'm still figuring things out. You know, everyone always thinks that you have to have everything from the beginning. And then also when you're like a year in or two years in, everything should be figured out. These things take ages. And I think a lot of people spend so much time on figuring out your logo and your font and your colors and your aesthetic, but they don't actually focus on the content. And I think that's one of the key things to remember is everyone's only listening to you 
because of what you are saying. So if you're copying someone else, why should they listen to you? They should just go listen to that person who originally created it. So important to just do things that feel right for you, that feel authentic for you, and that really, really align to your values and your brand. So that's actually why I started my podcast. It's because I was inspired by an incredible woman. I shadowed her for a day and then I executed because the hardest part of anything is execution. We can all dream of who we wanna be or say we wanna do this, but are you actually executing it? Are you actually working on that plan every single day? And now one of the biggest regrets I actually have about this whole process is sitting on those two episodes for six months. Now, I recorded them both in January and I've given you all this spiel about how you shouldn't be perfect and you should have a logo and blah, 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 blah. I was feeling all of those things and this is why it took me six months to actually release it. And by the way, I did my logo in about 10 minutes on Canva the night before, two weeks before I released my podcast. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. So I didn't spend ages on it, but I really felt in January once I recorded those two episodes, okay, I need to perfect this. I haven't got a logo. I need to think about um, my colors. I need to think about so many different things. But there was loads of things that I had actually no clue to do. So if you scroll down on my page, you'll see that in season one, I actually just put a picture of Mira Manic to say, oh, we're releasing her podcast. I didn't have like a millennial mind theme. And it was only actually somebody messaged me and said, why don't you actually do this for your episode so people can see on your feed what's actually a podcast episode rather than a random picture of a random person. And so you'll see that on my feed if you scroll all the way down. But there's so many things like that that I had no clue that I had to do. But the fear really held me back from releasing these two episodes. And it was actually only my two friends when I was in Miami who said, are you gonna release your podcast or not? And I said, yeah, I am. And they said, well, when are you gonna do it? That prompted me to think about it. And then it was a guy that said to me, you said you're gonna do it for ages and you haven't done it. So I don't believe you're gonna do it. And then I was so angry that I thought, you know what, screw you. I'm gonna release it. And I did release it. And on the first day, my podcast was number 10 in the charts, which is kind of normal, by the way. If you release a podcast, it kind of rockets in the charts and then kind of moves. But on the first day, it was there and I was really happy. And it went really, really well. And then essentially, because I only had two episodes, I was reaching out to guests, researching them, recording the podcast and editing it all within a week because I could only do that once a week because I still had my full-time job. And so it was really, really, really crazy. I did that for season one. I did the same for season two. I did the same for season three. And then everything changed because when I was going to do season four, which is essentially what my podcast is now, a continuation of season four, it's not actually season four, but I'm just calling it that. I promised myself that I wasn't gonna do what I did before and just release 10 episodes per season. I was gonna try and do 20 in a row until the end of the year, film it in a studio, and then see if anything changed. And thank the Lord, my investment paid off and it did change. So I'm gonna do another video about how I grew my podcast. I hope this was helpful to anyone who was unsure why I started my podcast. I hope this is helpful to anyone who's looking to start their podcast. And as always, if you like this video, I'd be so grateful if you could press the like button because it really helps with the algorithm. Thank you so much for watching and I will see you in my next video.